Loving God, loving people. Welcome to Shiloh Church in Oakland, California. Here's today's message from Senior Pastor Javier Ramos. This is probably one of my favorite days of the year, and it's Mother's Day. Amen? We just want to celebrate all the mothers. Happy Mother's Day to you. Um, I know there's been, of course, my mom, who's just made a huge impact in my life. I mean, just see what she was willing to do for her children was just amazing. My mom raised us. Five of us on our own. My dad left when we were about tw- when I was about 12 years old. I'm the oldest of five, and I-, I remember her. She worked 11 to 7, just raising us. And I don't know when she slept. I never saw her sleep. Um, to this day, she has weird sleep patterns because she worked from 11 to 7. And uh, I remember going to lunch with her at 3 in the morning. Um, if you remember JJ's Cafe over here on uh, Broadway and 27th, little round place, it was open 24-7. I'd go pick her up and we'd go out uh, for lunch at 3 in the morning and just, uh, um, and just the way she loved me. Now, you're probably wondering, what were you doing up at that hour? Well, I, I don't need to tell you that right now. That's a different part of the story and testimony. But, but, but my mom impacted my life. And I remember walking into her room when she was praying for me, and I couldn't handle being in the room. It was just weird. There was this weird vibe in there when she would pray for me, and it scared me, and it was her prayers. It was the Holy Spirit listening to her and, and really beginning to work in my life, and she's just made a huge impact in my life, and for some reason, I've just been blessed. I've had amazing women in my life. As you all know, we celebrated Woa's homegoing celebration on Friday night, which was absolutely amazing, just had a great time. It was about three hours long, but just a great celebration of life. Um, and, and, and another person that just, another mother in my life, uh, my wife has just been an amazing mother to, uh, to me, <laughs> to, to our children, just to see her. You know, we, we always talked and, and I always said, hey, do you want to, do you want to stay home? You know, you don't, you don't need to work and you don't need to raise the kids, but she felt this call of God on her life. And I remember she would do anything. I remember she'd bring the babies to church when she was working here in the children's ministry. She did whatever was necessary, but she always put her kids first. And so today, we just honor and we, we, we say, the Lord bless you and happy Mother's Day. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, how many of you would say you wouldn't be who you are if it weren't for your mother? Amen, amen. Thank you, Mom, for the beltings. Thank you, God, for the whippings. Thank you, God, for the broomstick. Amen? When I was a kid, they used broomsticks. It wasn't illegal then. I had a teacher in, um, was that seventh grade? He was here at Shiloh. Her name was Miss Jackson. And I don't know if you all know, back in those days, this was BC, before Christ. And um, and, uh, this was, I was not a Christian. Um, I drove a lot of teachers to quit. I had one have a mental breakdown. Some quit teaching altogether after they taught me. So that's my, my claim to fame here. And, but Miss Jackson, for her birthday, I said, what do you want for your birthday, Miss Jackson? And she said, I want to paddle you. And I said, excuse me? She said, I would just love to spank you. And, and I don't know if you went to a private school or a Christian school. They had wooden paddles in those days. And it, it would be engraved with something. I guess so when they spanked you, if it was hard enough, it'd leave the impression on your, on your rear end. And so I asked her, what would you like? So she said, I'd like to spank you. And I said, all right. So her birthday came around, and she said, well, can I? 
And I said, sure, go at it. And sure enough, she took me in her office. She started spanking me. I started laughing. She got angrier. She kept spanking me. And, uh, and, and at the end, she thanked me so much. We had a great relationship after that. And so that was my birthday, Mother's Day gift to Miss Jackson. And just uh, also an amazing woman of God. And so it's just, uh, just so many people who've come into our lives and and influenced us, and moms, and we just appreciate you. And I, that's why I believe today, um, I, I just really believe this is a word for the, from the Lord for today, and not just for moms, but really for us. It's, it's, a way, it's, a, it's a change that we need to see in our culture, especially as believers in Jesus Christ. And if you want to know the, the, the title of this sermon, it's Honor Opens the Door. Tell your neighbor, Honor Opens the Door. And, and it's something that's, that's lost. And, and it's interesting because we've been on this series, the, the beginnings of wisdom. We talk about the beginnings of wisdom, the first step in wisdom. And, and really what honor does is it, it's wisdom from God that opens the door to opportunities in your life. And what you'll see is, as if you remember, I shared with you that the first nine chapters of Proverbs really talks about the reasons why you need to pursue honor. But it's interesting to me because if you go to the very first verse, when all the scriptures on honor, on, on, on wisdom begin, it, and it starts in chapter 10, 1, and look what it says. It says, a wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is the grief of his mother. And so here we begin to talk, hear God talk to us about how important relationships are. The way we live lives with others. Not just the way we respond to how people act towards us, but how we act towards people regardless of what they act like towards us, right? And in the Proverbs, we begin to see this theme of relationships as you begin to see relationships all through Proverbs, it actually says, and, and you see it all through the scripture, that the foolish person despises relationships. Foolish people despise relationships. See, I believe God brings people into our lives for a reason, good and bad. Whether we like it or not, and, and, and I know I'm going to get some frowns, God places those people in authority that are in authority over us. So whether we like it or not, God put Trump as the president of our nation. Oh, I, got a, I, got, I didn't get amens. I got a whoa there. Whether we like it or not. But the Bible tells us what? To pray for those that are in authority over us. Amen? It talks about, see, when, when we pray for people, it puts us in the right frame of mind of how to honor them. And if you look at the word despise, look what it says. To be in contempt of, to scorn, to disdain, to consider worthless and unworthy of honor. And I would say to you that the Bible tells us that God created us all in his image and in his likeness. So when we disdain people, we are disdaining, we are putting down God and what he created. And so we need to understand really what the word honor means. And, and, and we need to give honor to where honor is due. And Romans 13, 7 reminds us of that. And it's interesting because if you go, so that was the first verse in the, in the book of Proverbs on wisdom. Proverbs 10, 1. And look at what the last 
verse of Proverbs 31, 31 says, honor her, honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise to the city gate. Amen? What he's saying is you need to honor her. You need to come to the gates and you need to praise her. And today, moms, we honor you. And I'm not just talking about natural moms. I'm talking about every woman that has been a spiritual mom, a one who stood in place of natural mom. And today we rise up and we honor you. Amen. Can we just honor every woman in the house today? Come on, you could do better than that. We're going to brag on you. Amen? We're going to brag on you. I'm going to brag on you, love, today. I mean, my wife has just been an amazing... I see what she's willing to do for her children, and I just don't understand it. I would not have done that. I see some of the things... I say, I couldn't do that. And and that's the amazing thing of, of... of moms and just the, where they're willing to go. And we need to honor people for what they do. Amen? I want you to hear this. Honor opens the door to blessings. I want to say that again. Honor opens the door to the blessing of God in your life. Ephesians 6, we all know these scriptures, 1 through 3, and it it starts with verse 1 where it talks about obeying. And this is talking to children. This is talking to kids. Kids, obey your parents. But look what it goes on to say in in verse 2. Now it's talking to us. It says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you. Tell your neighbor, I want it to go well with you. Tell your other neighbor, God wants it to go well with you. He wants it to go well with you, right? And, and, and this, this culture of honor in this world is changing. Honor, honor in, in this day and age, actually, people who honor get no credit. It actually seems like you become more famous the more you dishonor. I mean, it's on social media, in the political realm, on TV, Disney sitcoms. I mean, what do they do? They always put down the parent. I mean, out of all the shows our kids watch, those are the ones I don't like them watching. We say, turn that off, right? Go ahead, watch people kill each other, but turn that off. Because there's something, this culture of honor, I'm telling you, it's closing off the blessings of God in our nation and in our lives. We need to know how to honor. We need to know. And and if you look at that word honor, it says it means to place value on something. To give worth. And it's interesting because if you look at the Hebrew and the Greek word, the Hebrew word actually means kabod. Do you know that word also is when, when you talk about the glory of God, there's a weight to it. And then, and then the, Greek, the Hebrew word is to me, to me. So in, in Greek, it's kabod. And in, and in Greek, it's to me. And, and when you look at it in to me, same thing. Value, weighty, add weight, it's precious. And honor is displayed in not just our words, in not just our actions, in not just our thoughts. But let me tell you, all honor begins in the heart. I want to say that again. Honor begins in the heart. And look what, look what the Lord says in Isaiah 29, 13. He says, therefore the Lord said, inasmuch as these people draw near to me, with their mouths and honor me with their lips. Tell your neighbor, quit giving lip service. Look what he says. 
but have removed their hearts far from me. You go through your motion, but your heart's not in it. See, honor has to do with heart. It's all about heart. And, and you know, he's talking to the religious here. And it's interesting because if you go over into the New Testament, you see a story in Luke. And we all know the story. We preach it all the time. I preached it this year. And it's the story of the four friends that take the, the lame man in through the roof. Remember, there was no room to enter. And they rip open the, the, the roof and lead him down through ropes. And the Bible says because of their faith, he was made well. But if you look at the beginnings of the story, the Bible have actually said that the Pharisees and Sadducees were there and God had them there because he wanted to heal them. But if you remember in that story, after he healed them, God can hear what they were thinking. He could hear them saying, who are you? Who are you to have done this? Who's this man to have forgiven on the Sabbath, to have healed on the Sabbath? Who is this man? And they began to dishonor God. And because of that, only one was healed. They could have been healed too. Why? Because honor opens the door. Tell your neighbor, honor opens the door. Honor opens the door to what God wants to do in your life. Amen? See, honor isn't based on what, how that person last treated me. And I know even using the word honor... It, it, it produces some, an emotion in our lives. Right now, some of us are saying, but they don't deserve it. Some of us are thinking, but they, they treated me bad. They hurt me. They abused me. They spoke down to me. They, 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 they treated me bad because of who I am and what, and what I did and, or what I look like. They went too far. That speaks nothing of honor. Amen. That, that's why it's so important that we understand what honor is. Honor begins with God's claim on that person. I want to say that again. Honor begins with God's claim on who that person is. Not what we think of them, not what we think they are, but what God says, who God says to you. It has nothing to do with how we see that person. It has everything to do with how God sees them. Amen? How does God see them? And you know what I love about our God? He can see people in their sin and in their depravity and in the worst place of life, but he could still see them whole in him. I want you to hear that. Isn't it wonderful that God, when we were, before we were saved and when we were sinning, and that might have been last night, I don't know. God saw us in that sin, but he chose to see us the way through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? He chooses to see us redeemed. He chooses to see us saved. Amen? Isn't that amazing? Come on. Give praise to God that we have that kind of God. Amen? A God who can see all that we've done and still see us complete in him. I mean, he knows, though. He, you know, when you think you're all alone, let me tell you, you're not alone. God's there. He's seen it all. He's heard it all. He knows your thoughts. And even through all that, God says, I love you. Even through all that, God says, I send my son for you. Amen? That's the kind of God we serve. He doesn't just see me as who I am now. There's always hope with God. Tell your neighbor, there's always hope. Tell your other neighbor, there's even hope for me. 
Amen? Come on. Isn't it true? We've all let somebody down. Let's see, anybody who's never let somebody down? You know, I was, uh, we were talking, um, was it yesterday? Yesterday we took the, just the four of us. We all went out for a late breakfast after we went to the burial for Woa. And it was Pastor Melinda, myself, and our kids. And we went out to eat, took her for a great breakfast. And late breakfast, early lunch, whatever you, brunch, a brunch. And we were sitting there talking to one another. And we started telling her how wonderful she was. And, and, and I love what my son said. He, he stole it from Mary Poppins. But it still was sweet. It almost brought tears to my wife's eyes. She said, everything you do is nearly perfect. Everything you do. And I thought, that is amazing. That is such a great, everything you do is just amazing. And he sees that. He sees that. And we need to choose to see the best in people. We need to see people the way God sees them. Amen? We need to see them the way, the, the fact that God sent their one, his one and only son to die. Amen? Amen? He tells us who we are in him. Amen? It's not us. We don't say who people are in God. God says who they are in him. God says speaks to potential. God sees the future. You see the now. And I'll keep to tell you, some people's now is scary. Amen? Some people's now is scary. But we need to honor every person that is in our lives. Amen? And God wants us to see him that way too. He wants us to see the potential in Christ, who they can become. Shiloh has been called, this house has been called to be a place that speaks prophetically over people's lives. You know what the prophetic is? Is the potential of who you are if you follow God's way. You may not be there now, but you can be there through Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen? And we're called to do that as well. Speak to people. Amen? You're called, and let me tell you who you're called to be. Ministers of the gospel. You're called to be world changers. You're called to be difference makers. Amen? And we will speak life into you regardless of what you look, smell like, and taste like when you come into the house. Yes, taste like. I've told you all the story of the prayers I've prayed for people and I taste marijuana while I'm praying them. Amen? I still believe God can change them. Come on, how many of you believe that? Come on, how many of you, has it been so long? Father, return us to the joy of our salvation so that we could have that joy for others. Father, that same work you did in me, I want to see you do in somebody else. Amen? I want to see you do it. Quit wishing them to hell. Oh, it's quiet in here. I'm messing with your theology. Quit sending them to hell, Lord. Heal them. Save them. Set them free. Father, like you, let us see the end goal. What you desire them to be in Jesus' name. Come on. Isn't it wonderful we have a God like that who sees us that way? Romans 8.30 says, moreover whom he predestined. Now I want you to hear, he doesn't, this doesn't mean he's picked some. This means he's predestined everyone. He's picked everyone. He has a plan for everybody. He's put a plan in every person. Everybody he fashioned in their mother's womb. He put a plan inside of them. Then it goes on to say, these he has called. Look at your neighbor says, he's called you. And whom he's called, he says, he's justified. Tell your neighbor, he's justified you. Then it goes on to say, he's glorified them. Say, God's glorifying you. Amen. 
Not he's going to. That's how God, he's speaking to why, how God sees you. That's how God sees you. He sees you like, whoa, May 3rd when you stepped into heaven. She was perfect in the presence of the Lord. Completely justified. Completely glorified. Amen? Let me see you. All of us, all of us will stand before the Lord. And God sees you there already. That's where he wants to see you. Perfect in his sight. So if God sees people that way, shouldn't we? Ooh, it's getting quiet in here. I mean, some of us are scrolling to social media to see the worst of people. To see other people do something. We're scrolling through that. And we're, what we're doing is we're shutting the door. See, if honor opens the door, the door, dishonor shuts the door to what God can do in our lives. And we need to open that door. I don't know about you, but I want a, a door wide open. I've been with people at the restaurant where they treat waitresses and waiters horribly. You know, just treat them like garbage. And you ask my wife, I got into a conversation with everybody. Actually, while we were out to breakfast yesterday, I do it because I want, I want them to know they're just as valuable. Amen? I appreciate that they're serving me, and I'm going to give them a monetary gift to show them I appreciate that. But I'll tell you, you start talking to people, next thing you know, God's going to open doors to speak life to them. We found out everything about our waitress yesterday. Actually, we're going on a vacation to Hawaii. She found out her mom's in Hawaii, and then she brought another waiter over who was from Hawaii and began to tell us all the secret places to go. And I'm not telling you, because I opened that door for me. Amen? I opened that door for me. Amen? See, the degree of honor we show others determines how much you can receive from them. Amen? The way we treat others, our bosses, ooh, our neighbors, our family, government leaders, our spouses, anybody, whether we agree with them or not determines the door that God opens for us. Amen? And I believe it's something we need to change because there's a reason why the enemy is trying to bring this culture of dishonor in a time when God wants to move more than ever before. God will not move if we don't show people honor. Amen? He will not move. Amen? You will receive from others based, based on how much you honor them. I want you to think about that. Mark 6, we all know this story. Verse 1 through through six, but and for the sake of time, because I want to honor the moms, we got a great gift for you today. I'm actually a little jealous. I think last, did we get a phone charger last Father's Day or a hammer? These guys got bags and, and water bottles. It's like, come on, give the dads a break in Jesus' name. We got a great gift for you all, and I'm not jealous. We honor you today in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to honor you. See, we honor, we got them for you. We're going to bless you. Amen. And we'll be blessed too. Praise the Lord. Speaking it now. Speaking. Amen. And we all know the story. The Bible says he comes into his own country. And his disciples were with him. And it was the Sabbath. And he began to teach in the synagogue. And people began to say, isn't this just that person? Isn't this just this, the brother of these people? Isn't this just a carpenter? Isn't this uh, the brother of James, John, um, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Are, are, are not his, these his sisters here? 
So the Bible says they were actually offended by him. They dishonored Jesus. And then Jesus went on to say, and we all know this, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives and in his own house. Verse 5 says, look what it says, he could not do mighty work there. I want you to hear, it's not that he didn't want to. What does it say there? He could not do, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their disbelief. Jesus could not do a mighty work there. I want you to hear this. Jesus himself, the son of God, was restrained because of their dishonor. Amen. They closed the door to Jesus. Honor opens the door. Dishonor closed the door. See, the way these people perceived and thought of Jesus closed the door to the work that Jesus wanted to do in their lives. It closed the door to the miraculous. It closed the door to the supernatural move of God. It closed the door to the anointing of God. This was, he's anointed. He'd spit on mud. He'd make the lame rise. He'd walk on water. They closed the door to a move of God in their own city because of what? Dishonor. Dishonor. They shut it. They shut the miraculous. They shut what Jesus had to offer them. They shut it down. See, and we need to understand this relationship principle because it will change our life. It will change our life because dishonor closes it off. That's why people could go to church, some people be healed, and somebody not even feel the presence of the Lord. We get people who come and park at Shiloh. They tell us we park the car and we feel this weird thing. And then you got other people complaining about the color of the carpet. And they come in dishonoring the paint color, dishonoring the building, dishonoring the parking attendants. They were too nice, not night in us. They hugged me. They shook my hand. They shouldn't have touched me. They, they smelled good. They didn't smell good. Their breath stank. Their breath didn't stink. They only had chocolate mints, not the white mints. There was a long line for children's check-in. And we, and we begin to dishonor and close off what God can do. And in that same room, in that same environment, see people healed and changed. Amen? The miraculous power of God was shut down in Christ. I want you to get that. The miraculous power of God, a move of the Holy Spirit, was shut down in Christ because of their dishonor. Amen? See, honor opens up what God has placed in people for you. I want you to hear that because the only way God is moving in this world now is through people. Amen? It's not going to be a billboard. It's not going to be a, a, a lightning bolt out of the heaven. God's plan, God's plan to move across this face of the earth and to set it up for Jesus' return is people. It's people. It's people. He's going to use earthen vessels. Earthen vessels, imperfect people to bring the anointing, the miraculous, and the glory of God. To set the stage for God to move. I want you to hear that. God wants to use you. Tell your neighbor, God wants to use you. You are part of that. Amen? 
See, honor produces faith. Dishonor squelches faith. Honor produces faith. Dishonor squelches faith. It shuts faith down. And I believe we have the biggest Christian events, the most money in the church than ever in the history of the church. And I'm not just talking about y'all. I'm talking about the church. We have the greatest opportunity right now, but we have the most faithless generation that ever existed. And it's why? Because of dishonor. It's because of dishonor. We've closed the door. I was reading a, you know, I've just been to, we've got a Bible college in Ethiopia and Nigeria, and I could see why people want to just travel through the African nations. And, I mean, you just see God do, I mean, miracles. Asia, same thing. You just see miracles. And I was listening to a, um, a story and an interview with Reinhard Bonnke. And they were saying, because, you know, he's kind of stepped down, his son's taken over, and they said, what is it about Africa? Because do you see that same kind of move in America? And you know what he said? No. And they say, why do you think it is? I mean, he sees millions come to Jesus. He's seen thousands, tens of thousands be healed supernaturally. Eyes open, legs grow, people cripple people, get up and walk. He said, why do you think? He said, honor. He said, Honor. I tell you, I went to Nigeria, you asked Melinda, but maybe that's why I couldn't sleep. I was bothered by the way they treated me. They put me in a throne when I sat at the church. I mean, I don't know if you saw it online. It was scary. I was in a gold throne sitting right next to the pastor. They would take me in the cars with fleets. They'd have a car in front of me, car behind me with sirens, taking me everywhere. They put me up in a nice hotel, and I was like, no. But God spoke to me, and it was honor. You know, I've been to Ethiopia, and I've got a suitcase. You know, one of my shoes is a suitcase size right here, right here, full size. I can't take carry-on unless I take one shoe, one pair of shoes, because my shoes are just so big. Two shoes, that's it. Forget it. So my suitcases, you know, are sizable. And I see this poor man, you know, older man grabbing my suitcase, and I said, no, give me the suitcase. And he fought me for it and looked at me with, like, murderous eyes. And he basically said, if you don't allow me to do this, you're robbing my blessing. When I was in Nigeria, they blessed us with an honorarium. And I told Melinda, she said, give it back. I said, I tried. And they told me if I did, then I'm robbing their blessing. I've gone out. I, I, I was in Asia. And we were out with the elders at RCC Church, our sister church there. Don't forget 50th anniversary on October 2nd. If you want to go sign up, let them know. Hurry up. But we're there. And we took all the elders. It was our first time with all of them together. And I thought, I want to bless them. I'm going to pay for the food. I kid you not. I got into a brawl in the restaurant with the elders of a church. They started fighting me. I mean, I had Kelsey Blaucom jumping on my shoulders. I had all these people tug a warring. And they weren't playing. They were serious. You know, hearing me, oh, no, you got it. No, no, you got it. They were serious. They were like out to mob me to steal the bill. They said, no, you will dishonor us. You will rob our blessing. And I said, whoa, whoa, I'm not touching that. Amen. I think we need to come back. We need to open up. Amen. And let me tell you, the reality is, is we, and, 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 and it has to do not, listen, we all know the same. Respect is earned. Honor is giving. Two very different things. I want to say that again. Respect is earned. Honor is given. When you go into a courtroom and there's a judge sitting on the seat, what do you say? Your honor. You don't know that person from Adam. 
You don't know. They could be a dirty bird. You don't know what they did last night. You don't know how much they drink. You don't know what kind of um, alcohol they got in their desk there. But what do you say? You're respecting their place where God has placed them. Amen? Say that with me. Respect. Respect is earned. Honor is given. Amen? See, we give honor. We're not waiting for them to deserve it. We're not waiting for them to deserve it. And I know it's a challenge. And I know it's hard. And I know it's difficult. And I know after this sermon, when you go to the restaurant, to the buffet line, you're going to be tested on this. There's going to be an, a lady there. And, and you're going to have to say, I'll let you go first. Because honor opens the door. The other day when I was going to the gas station, I was picking up my kids. I, I don't get that opportunity as often as my poor wife does. Lord bless her for dealing with traffic. Amen. Normally I leave super early before she wakes up and the kids wake up and I don't get back till a lot later. So I miss the opportunity of doing the, uh, the taxiing. So Lord bless you, mom, for just taxiing our kids. I love you. You're amazing. I tell you, I, I would have backslid a long time ago dealing with that traffic. Amen. But, but we, I was going to a gas station, and as I'm parking in the gas station, another person was coming around, and I had taken their spot. You know what I did? I put it in reverse, and I moved out of the way. And they looked kind of, it was older ladies, two older ladies in the car, and they got out, and they kind of looked at me, and they kept staring at me and pumping, and she said, finally, she said, you're so nice. And I said, well, I have the other choice of being not nice. Amen. But God's called me to honor. Imagine if we show people a little honor. Honor. Remember, respect is earned. Honor is given. And it's going to be challenged. But I love what Peter says. Because I tell you, you're, it's going to be challenged. When you have your family functions today, you're on, just because you heard this word, it's coming. I just want to warn you, it's coming. It's coming. The enemy is going to give you all kinds of opportunities to dishonor some people. Amen. Yeah, I tell you, they're going to, he's going to give you all kinds of opportunities. But look what Peter said. This is Peter in 1 Peter 2.13. He says, therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man. For who? The Lord's sake. Is it saying that the Lord, that, that, because they're good people? No. Do it for the Lord's sake. Who do we represent? The kingdom of God. Whether to the king as supreme or to governors. As to those who were sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God. That by doing good, listen, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men that use social media to tweet stupid things. I believe that. I believe all the stuff we see in the world would stop if we as a church would rise up and honor and not get into this culture of dishonoring and getting on social media. I tell you, I would tell Melinda, it's amazing to me to see these believers, the things they post. It's a sin. Lord Jesus, it's Mother's Day. As free, listen to what it says, as not using liberty as a cloak for, as a cloak for, for vice. We are to operate every day, what does it say there? As bond servants of God. Yeah. 
Look what it says there, next verse. What does it say? Honor all people. Does it say honor some people? What does it say? Honor all people. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Amen. Fear God. Look what it goes on to say. He ends this way. And this, I don't think, think you, this was so controversial for him to say, honor the king. You know who the king was in this hour? This king was killing Christians to get in with the Jews. And he was killing Christians. He was murdering them. He was, he was slaughtering them because he was trying to get in good with the other people, people. And what does he say? Honor him. Honor him. Amen. And I believe that biblical principle is the same for us today. Romans 12.10 says, be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another. See, it's all about who are we going to prioritize? Will we prioritize others above ourselves? Amen? God's telling us, put others first. Put others first. Put others first. There's a great example in Numbers. Numbers 12. This amazing mom, just an amazing mom, Jochebed was just an amazing mother. She produced, the, she produced the first prophet, Moses. She produced the first worship leader, Miriam. She produced the first high priest, Aaron. And, and, and for some reason, Moses was elevated above his siblings. And the Bible tells us he picked a wife that was different than they were. She looked different. She was darker. Some versions say she was in as good looking as they would have wanted for her. And they began to talk and murmur about their brother Moses. They began to give their opinion. They began to dishonor. They began to act like scoffers, like the foolish one, despising her. Amen? And I love what God says in Numbers 12 too. He says, has the Lord, and doesn't the Lord speak through Moses? And then it goes on to say in that same verse, the Lord has heard what you've said. He's heard you. He knows your thoughts and he's heard what you've said. And then look what it goes on to say. Verse 5, he says, come on. See, back in those days, to meet with God in the Holy of Holies, it happens once a year, and they would go into the inner site, in, into the inner court, the Holy of Holies, the, the third chamber back there. But what does he say? He says, you know what? Meet me in the tabernacle. When God used to be behind the veil, he said, no, you meet me at the door of the tabernacle. He's, what was he saying? I'm not even going to let that dishonor come into the first church that I've established. I'm not even going to come into it. I'm going to step out to you because I'm not going to let the spirit of dishonor to enter this place because of the move of God, because of what he wanted to do. And he began to go off on them. Don't I speak to him face to face? Don't I plainly? Don't I? Hasn't he even seen the form of the Lord? Why then are you not afraid to speak of my servant Moses? Why are you dishonoring him? Why are you speaking ill of him? And because she had made fun of her color, the Bible says that she was, she was, God put leprosy on her. The Bible says she became as white as snow. And Moses with a good heart said, no, Father, why are you doing this? And he said, because she dishonored you. And I don't want dishonor to continue. It comes to an end in Jesus' name comes to a name in Jesus name because there's such a great thing 
And you know, she got leprosy. And the Bible says, if you look at leprosy, what does it produce? Isolation. What had happened with lepers? They lose feeling. They lose feeling. They can't feel things anymore. You don't even feel the presence of God anymore. You don't feel the anointing. You don't experience the miraculous. You don't experience the move of God. You can't feel. Amen? But the Bible says he healed her when she repented. Amen? We need to show others honor with our words, our actions, and our thoughts. Amen? Honor has a language. Honor speaks. We honor people with our mouths. Amen? Do we, do we pray for people or do we curse them? Amen? James 3.9 says, with it, we bless our God, our mouth. And with it, we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God, in the likeness of God. Out of the same mouth, we proceed blessing and curse. My brethren, these things not ought to be so. Amen? God made them. How do you speak of them? I'll tell you what. One of the things that impacted me more about my life with my mom was the way I never heard her once dishonor my father. Now my dad had done some crazy things, some crazy things with housekeepers. I don't need to tell more. People come clean our house with other women. He liked women. He did all kinds. And my mother never, never once, she always said, he's your father. Honor him. Pray for him. I never once heard her dishonor. Actually, she refused to divorce him because she said the Bible says don't divorce. Now she took other steps and she did some legal separation protected herself and actually that was me spurring her on to do that about what three four five years ago she got something in the mail that said you're now divorced from him but she said i will not initiate that i don't believe divorce is from god and the reality is and i know to be true if he came and asked for forgiveness say i want to come back you know what she would have done she would have received him back she would have received him back and you know what it did, though? I want you to hear, you know what it did for the next generation? It made it easy for us to forgive. See, honor protects. Tell your neighbor, honor protects. I want to close up here just with this last story. And we all know this story. It's Genesis 9. Noah had spent 40 days on a boat. You all know this story. He had spent 120 years building a boat. And every evening, the Bible tells us, he'd go into the city and tell people, repent, repent, repent. And then he got on a boat. Rain came. 40 days he spent on that boat. And after those 40 days, the Bible tells us, he he became a man of the dirt. And he grew himself his own vineyard. I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. And after he made that vineyard, he produced some good grapes, I guess. And he drank that wine. And the Bible says he got drunk. Noah, the same man that God called a righteous man. The only one on the face of the earth. It's interesting because if you look at the story, the Bible says Ham, one of his sons come in and he saw his nakedness. He saw his flesh. Let me tell you, all of us have some flesh. All of us. And the Bible says Ham went and began to speak bad of his father to his brothers and everybody around. I saw my, he's so drunk, he's naked. I saw his flesh. 
But then he had two other sons. And the Bible says those two sons came in and they refused to look them. Shem, Shem and Japheth, they refused. They got a blanket and they walked backwards. I want you to hear this. Get this image. And they covered his nakedness. See, honor covers people's mistakes. Doesn't mean we cover the sin. It covers our weaknesses. Bible says what? Love covers a multitude of sin. Love covers. You know you have the ability to cover some bad stuff going on in this world right now. You know you have the ability to change. And the Bible says because of that, they were blessed. And Ham was cursed. The sons of Canaan were cursed. See, dishonor, it doesn't only affect you. It affects generations. It affects generations. It changes the course of generations. Amen? Who will we honor? If we're only going to honor people that are perfect, let me tell you, I'll tell you right now, we will not honor anybody. Because there's none of us that are perfect. None of us. But God's called us to honor everybody. Amen? Honor them. Honor those that serve you. Honor those that live life with you. Honor those that are over you. Amen? We need to honor. We will honor. Amen? We are going to cover. Amen? We're going to be your covering. We're going to speak life over you. Amen? And above all, we need to honor the Lord. Amen? Honor Him with our praise. We need to honor Him with our hearts. We need to honor Him with the mind. Come on, let's just honor the Lord. Honor the Lord with the first fruits. Honor Him with all that we have. The first day of the week, I'm going to honor Him. He will be first in every area of my life. Right where you're at, I'm going to ask you to stand up. We're going to close with worship. We're going to have our elders come down. We've got an amazing gift for our mothers. And uh, if our elders and pastors and leaders can line up on the sides. Moms will come down the two middle aisles and then out the end. And we're going to anoint you if you desire and pray for you. But before we do that, you know, are we going to do what God says to do? Are we going to open the door? that honor desires to open in our lives. Amen? And I believe the first thing you can do, the best thing you could do by honoring the Lord is to invite Him to be your Lord and Savior. And if you're in the room right now and you've never asked Jesus to be Lord and Savior, today's that day. Amen? Today's that day. With every eye closed, every head bowed, repeat after me. If that's you, the Bible says all you got to do, believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. Believe Confess with your mouth that Jesus rose from the dead and you will be saved. And if that's you here in the room, just pray this prayer. Say, say, dear Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Today I repent. I turn from my way of living and I honor you. And I live according to to the plan and purpose you have for my life. Thank you, Jesus. And everybody said, amen. If you prayed that prayer, come on, let's give them a hand. Will you raise your hand? And just we just want to celebrate you. We've got a Bible for you. Anything else? Amen. Let me tell you, as we close, every time you honor, something great is going to happen inside of you. Every time you honor, you open the door to God's reward, to miracles, to the blessing of God. 
Amen. And I want to challenge you this week, today, honor some people. Amen. Walk into that workplace and honor that boss. You might be smarter than them. You might be brighter than them. I would tell you God placed them there on purpose for you to honor them and see God do amazing things in your life. Amen. So right where we're at, I'm going to pray for you. Lord, I thank you for every mother here. I pray the blessing of God. Father, I pray a move of the Holy Spirit, your anointing to flow over them, Father God. We thank you for the blessing they are. And today we honor, we honor every mother, every woman in this house, Father God. And we rise and call them blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Senior Pastor Javier Ramos. We invite you to join us at Shiloh Church for worship, prayer, and the message of God every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or watch us online at shilohchurch.com.